Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Revelation chapter chapter 6. Praise God. Sometimes people get nervous when you go to Revelation. You know what? Before we let's do let's let's start at chapter 3. Let's, let's, let's have a little journey here tonight. If we don't get to Revelation 6, we'll get there. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to please God. Don't you want to please God? Just, just really, just, I just want to please Him. I want to please Him. I want, I want people to be happy, but I want to please God. Amen. Revelation Chapter 3, let's start there. Let's, let's start at verse 13. <clears throat> he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. You know, we're in this address to the churches here in this portion of Scripture. And, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These Things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would love that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Let's hold. Let's hold right there. I want to I preach tonight about auditions for the Amen Corner. We're going to hold some auditions. For the amen quarter. Lift your hands, lift your voices. Would you do that right now in your own way? Whether, you, whether you're boisterous or whether you're very soft in your own speech, would you praise God? Would you ask Him to do a work here tonight? God, we love you. Help me, your servant, tonight. Amen. Help us hear from heaven. Help us hear from heaven. Turn to two or three before you're seated and ask them, would you qualify to be in the amen corner? <laughs> I hear some of y'all, some of y'all disqualifying each other. Amen. You may be seated. 
<clears throat> Did anybody grow up in a church with an amen corner? Raise your hand if you didn't. Raise your hand. Some of you did. Brother Williams, you did. Depending on the culture of the church, sometimes, a lot of times it was kind of the church mothers, some of the mothers of the church. And they, they would uh, encourage the pastor. And they would say things like, Amen. I grew up in a little country church. I had never heard of an amen corner, but I was just a kid, and the pastor preached one night about an amen corner and, and being a part of the amen corner, and I, I remember thinking, we don't even have any corners. <laughs> but he was referencing something that had become popular in the culture of some churches, and really uh, what it was was those Church mothers, those distinguished mothers or elders of the church that, that if they gave the amen, it was kind of like, y'all better listen to the man of God. Right? He say, he say something a little bit strong, and, and if nobody would say anything, a lot of times even with a fan, say something like, amen, and sometimes touch one another while they said it. Amen. He's preaching good. I've been in plenty of services, plenty of services, where I watched people say to someone else, you better listen to the man of God. <laughs> There's nothing like him saying a strong point and somebody looking at you and saying, you better listen to the man of God. And what do you think? You think, well, you better get out of my business. That's what you need to do. But it's meant to be an encouragement to the man of God. But beyond being an encouragement to the individual, what it is meant to really do in the enunciating amen or so be it, it's meant to get in line with what the Word is trying to accomplish. I will tell you from the very beginning, we need to get in line with what the Word is trying to accomplish. We, we need to be able to say amen to the Word of God, but I will tell you there are some things that are hard to amen. There is no bondage. I can amen that. Amen. But there are some things that hurt just a little bit. There are some things that I read in this word and, and I find myself stirred because it is in direct conflict with what my flesh wants. Even my flesh, Sister Di Giovanni, can get in alignment with there's no bondage. Brother Devin, even my flesh likes. I like how he did that low and then mid and then high on that bridge. Even my flesh, he rose in glory. Woo! I, I can get in line with that. 
Because that affects not just my spirit, but it even makes my flesh feel good. But things like I need to pray longer. No bondage. Amen. We need an all-night prayer meeting. Oh, my. It's easy for my amen to turn to oh, my. Come on, you're going to have the victory of Jesus. Amen. But we need to fast a few days. Oh, my. Oh, my. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. John, under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, recording the words of Christ, the word of the Lord was going to come unto the angel of the church of Laodicea. I want you to write and let them know, I know where they are. We are fooling ourselves if we ever think that he has lost track of where we are. It is one of the most stated churches, Brother Ross. We've been talking about Revelation a little bit lately. It's one of the most isolated and alienated for preachers to go after Laodicea. It was in and of itself a city that was important. It was known as a wealthy city. After an earthquake had came through in around 60 AD and shaken it to its foundations, they would receive no outside financial help. For the rebuilding of the ruins of that city, they decided that they would do it on their own. They had a significant Jewish population and it was there where they would worship Caesar. It was a, a center for Caesar worship, Caesar, Caesar worship and, and the worship of a healing God that they called Asclepius. And, and, and there was a famous temple there and, and they decided that they would not allow anyone to help them. It's dangerous when we ever get to the place where we do not need others. Barclay wrote about them this way. Laodicea was too rich to accept help from anyone. Tacticus, the Roman historian, tells us that Laodicea arose from the ruins by the strength of her own resources and with no help from us. What was it about Laodicea? It was settled as a city that was prosperous. But when you study the geography of it, Brother Staten, its water supply was six miles away. It's always unwise to settle where there is no source. Mm, I feel preach coming on me. They have somehow established a wealthy city that would outsource its supply of water. It comes from an aquifer some six miles away. The hot springs that were there literally 
By the time that that six-mile-away aquifer of hot springs reached the city of Laodicea, the hot water had become lukewarm. Jesus was the master of looking at a situation and preaching from the context of the environment. When he called out Laodicea, the same verse that every preacher that has ever preached about Laodicea and has got to lukewarm and we're heading there. But when he preached to them, he preached to the context of where they had settled. He said, lukewarm makes me sick. What? You got to be kidding me. We got all kinds of fame. We got all kinds of money. We got all kinds of resources. In fact, we have so much resource that when the earthquake destroys us, we'll ask no one for help. We'll rebuild on our own. It doesn't matter because the Lord needs you to know He will vomit. That's, That's graphic. That's graphic. Anybody in here, unfortunate, I, I, I won't spend long on it, but anybody that has ever caught the stomach bug or has ever regurgitated, you know that little taste in your mouth before it ever happened? Somebody looks at you and says, you look green. And you're trying. How many's ever fought that feeling of nausea? God forbid he ever has to feel nauseous with us. God forbid that he ever takes a look at where we are. And he has to say, Laodiceans, hear me right now. You have to hear what the Spirit is saying. He begins to address them. He said, I would that you were hot or cold. I, I, I wish that you would make up your mind on who you are. But because you are lukewarm, I will spew, I will vomit you out of my mouth. But my question is, Who said this to them? Verse 14, the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, he said, write this to them. These things saith thee, amen. When I say amen, according to the revelator, According to the pen words of Christ, now some theologians don't like the Bibles that have writing in red because they say it's all God's word. I understand that. But it's trying to put Christ's words in red. So if you have a Bible that does that, you're, you're reading that and you say that. But he's saying the amen. He said the words of the amen are, you cannot have good church without me. You cannot have real church without me because what you have become in and of yourselves is like the water that is carried into your city that it is so far from the source. It is so far from the source. The only thing it's got going is that it's still wet. I don't want to ever... I don't want to ever allow the Lord to look at us and say you have a lot of the components of the water. You have a lot of the components of what is refreshing, but you're neither hot and you're not cold. You can't make up your mind on who you are or what you're going to be because God will have no tolerance for that. Uh, What does he say to them? 
I know thy works. Somebody say, I know. I know thy works. You're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. Come on. Tell somebody by you. Tell them, make up your mind. Make up your mind. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Here he is. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knoweth not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be Mm, mm, mm. that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed and, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and I chasten be zealous therefore and repent pastor what are you preaching you preach truth this morning why are you preaching about the Laodicean church because the Laodicean church is is what our world wants the Pentecostal church to settle for being in this hour. But I refuse to get far away. I refuse to move farther away from the source. I refuse to... I don't know how to build a church away from the source and act like we're okay. We cannot be okay. I want to... I, I, I got to tell you, when the earthquake came, they should have taken it as a sign and moved the city. I refuse to rebuild where there is no source. I refuse to try to build a city where there is no source. I refuse to try to build a church without our source. I refuse to try to have revival without the source. So when I tell you auditions for the amen corner, not how good can we say amen, but can we get in line with the amen? Can we get in line with the amen? The one that is first and the last. He is the Lord. He is the Christ. He's the amen. I feel like I got to preach that for a minute. He's the amen. He's the amen. He says, Brother Healy, when you're finished. He says when things are done. Your neighbor doesn't decide that. Your family doesn't decide that. Your friends can't decide that. Your co-workers can't decide that. Your neighbors can't decide. He decides. He is the amen. And I don't get to add my amen when he doesn't have one. I don't get to say amen to something his word won't support. Is that, I don't know. Is that strong? I don't mean that strong. I just mean that the word of God. I, I, I can't say amen if it's not righteous. I, I can't say amen, so be it. I can't look at things that are unrighteous and say, well, amen, anyhow. I, I can't th look at things that are unholy and say, well, amen, anyhow. I, I, because the amen isn't an author of that. The amen is an author of righteousness. Woo! My, my, my. Where, where are we building? 
Where are we building? Moms and dads, husbands, wives, where are you building your family? When you look at a plot of land to build a home, you have to do an inspection. There, there needs to be an assessment of the land. You need to know that the soil you're building on can handle the, the weight of the structure. You need to know that there's proper drainage and proper, proper drainage and runoff and, and that it can actually handle where you're... Who here, who here has ever had to tap into a well? Anybody ever had to do that? You had to dig a well? Anybody here? Anybody here ever had a well to run dry? That's a, that's a nightmare. Some of, you, some of you live in places like me where you, you don't have city water and you got septic. Devil is a liar. Yeah. And yet, I got to tell you, I chose to live there. I picked out the house. And when I say I chose it, I mean she chose it, so I chose it. She said we love it. <laughs> like 20 things in my mind to say I'm just saying the, the good me is saying stop, 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 stop I'm going farther away I'm going farther away what are you going to do? do? I got a friend who who picked a a piece of land to build a house. Started prepping, building this land, bought the land before he met the neighbors. Oh, you feel that in the house? Mm. They barely broke ground and he got to meet that. Stand on the edge of the property. You know what he said? He said, I'd like to sell the property and move. I'd like to build somewhere else. Hmm. Can I tell you right now? We are building on property that was bought for us. Purchased. The church was purchased with his blood. And we got, listen, here's what we got. We got outsiders creeping up to the edge of our property. Bunch of hypocrites. You think I'm wrong? I'm moving anyway. I just keep moving here. I just. They want to stand just outside our church. Hypocrites. I ain't going in there. I ain't going in there. Because they're playing church. They want to stand on the fringes of our property. During COVID, they wanted to walk through our parking lot and count our cars. Oh, you don't think we took some of those calls? Yes, we did. I bet they weren't doing that at the restaurant. Bet nobody was counting cars at the bar. No, 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 they weren't. 
What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying as long as we'll stay in line with thee, amen, we don't have to apologize for who we are and what we're doing and what we're building and how we're building it. Here's the truth. I don't need everybody to agree. I just need thee, amen. I just need thee, amen, to say, well done, well done, well done, well done. I want to hear him say, well done now, so that I can hear him say, well done then. I don't want to play church. He said, write to them and tell them, you got so much gold. You think you can buy everything. Don't need any help. Not taking help from anybody. Hey, you need prayer sometimes. Don't hide your ego under words like, I didn't want to be a bother. Ooh. We need each other. Because we need Him. And if we're not careful, the source is so far away. The source is so far away that by the time I gather the runoff of it, the water has grown lukewarm. And I'm living, listen, I'm living off something that was completely different when it was fresh. Where's my, where my coffee? You just love coffee. You and coffee got a thing. You've been going steady for a long time. You and coffee. You and coffee. Now listen, I got to be honest. I know some of you like it. I don't get the iced coffee thing really. I don't understand that. But, I, but I, it's okay. I felt a little murmur with the younger crowd. Be quiet and listen. I, I, I like my coffee. I want my coffee so hot. I want my skin to want to retreat. When, come on, where's my witness at? Give me somebody in the house. There is nothing worse, in my opinion, there's few things worse than having a good hot cup of coffee that's gone lukewarm. Oh, I feel, man, I feel it. You feel that witness in the room right now? I got some people with me tonight. You ever think it's still hot? You go, go to pick it up. I go to grab my coffee thinking it's still hot. I say, oh. Okay, we're, we're confessing anyway. Nobody's going to know except for the seven, eight hundred here and the however many thousand are watching. So it's just between us. <laughs> you ever spit it back in the cup? I felt this spirit in the room. I feel this spirit in the room. Yeah, Brother Shank, I knew. I knew I felt it. It was either discernment or suspicion, but I felt it. Felt it. Sp spit it back. Take it. Oh, disappointment. My grandmother... My grandmother, Grandma Future, she wants it so piping hot. She tells the waitress every time, I want it pipe, piping hot. Piping hot. And then when it comes, first thing she does is puts her hand, Brother Turner, like this here, puts her, like to keep any air from it, any oxygen from getting to it. I look at her, her little feeble hand, put it on there. First time I ever saw her, I said, Grandma, what are you doing? She said, I want my coffee hot. She kind of whispered it like that, a little bit scary, like... I know 
know you know where I'm at and you, you know that I'm using a little humor to take us to this place. God forbid we ever invite his presence and him expecting one thing and us think he's going to settle. I know we're not giving it everything, but just take it anyway. I know I'm not giving you my best, but just take what I'm giving you. Be thankful I'm giving you anything. Oh, I know we don't talk about it that real, but that's what we do, subconsciously or not. If we think that God is more worthy on certain Sundays than He is on others, then what we do is we are subconsciously giving Him either the best part or the lukewarm. I have found that most often... When my praise has been diluted or at least cooled off, it's because I have gotten too far from the source. Because every time I get back close to the source, every time I get back into... I'm telling you, when I get in deep prayer, when I get in deep prayer, when I, ta- when I go ahead and push the plate away for a day or two and I, I start praying and I start seeking and I start... It, I feel it welling up. It's like a, it's like a, Jeremiah said it. It's like a fire. It's, it's like a fire. It's like a fire. Shut up in my bones. Now this is a Pentecostalism. I understand that. But I want red hot church. If you don't know what I mean, I want cancer-evaporating church. I want tongue-talking church. I want aisle-running church. I want dancing and shouting. I want the... I want to stroke the flame. I want the Holy Ghost to come. If it fell with fire, I don't want it to go out with smoke on our watch. I want you to just fan the flame a little bit right now. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Come on, I'm convinced. I'm convinced we know how to do it. I'm convinced we know how to get there. We know how to have it. Yeah. Here's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that almost every person knows how to get there. It's not if I know how to get there. It's just that it is more, con- it is more convenient to let the water get to me. I got all this history. I, want. I, I would be more comfortable... If I could do my thing and let the water 
get to me. Because in fact, what I'll do is I'll be okay that it's lukewarm because I made somebody else bear the burden of getting it here. When you want revival in your home, you will pack up whatever needs packed up. You you will do whatever it takes and you'll start the journey toward the hot springs of prayer. You'll start the journey toward the hot springs of worship. I'm telling you, mothers and fathers will say, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what anybody says about me. What if my coworkers know? Who cares? What if God? What if God takes notice of you? What does the amen say about your amen? Ah, yeah. Turn, listen, turn to two or three people you ain't talked to yet. Smile real big, show them all your teeth, whatever. But, but ask them, what does the amen say about your amen? What do you think? What is it, Brother Ross? Come on, I got the mic. You got a thundering voice. Go ahead and say it just a little bit. If the amen is in you, it's amen. Cut your mic. Ah, here's, watch this. Oh, glory to God. How about this? I know it's his amen because he's an elder. Some of y'all don't think I'm an elder. I'm going to hang on to that. Because my son was throwing circles on my bald spot the other day. But I lost that finger. (laughs) But what if my generation and his generation? Come here, Joe. Come here, Josiah. Come here. What What if his generation says it was amen for him and my generation says it's amen for me and then, and then I, I say, Joe, what do you say? And he said, well, it's also amen for me. And then you go ahead and grab Oaks and, 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 and Oaks comes along and says, I'm just a kid, but if it was amen for him and amen for pastor and amen for him, it'll be amen. Amen, amen. This, this is how we have a multi-generational revival. Let your amen, let your amen, let your amen, let your amen, let your amen. Now, listen to me. Your amen will tell on you. Your amen will tell on you. I know that some people don't like a lot of hype and a lot of hoopla. That's fine. You don't have to. But your amen will tell on you. Yes, it will. Don't tell me how disgruntled you are with the church if you ain't won a soul in a year. I'm preaching. That's all right. Don't tell me that you're frustrated with your job if you're not even showing up on time. Don't tell me you're frustrated with your marriage when all you do is talk negative to her. Before I can get it better, I gotta. I might not understand it all. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a lot of things about the word I don't always understand in timing, but I have found out if I can get my amen to mix with the amen, if I just get in line with the word, woo! If I just get in line with the word and I get in line with the church, But wait a minute, because the church ain't perfect, Pastor. No! It's made up of people. 
We're a mess. Maybe you're not. I am. I am. I can be temperamental. We thought by the way you yell sometimes. We. I can. I'm going to shock you. I can have bad days. <laughs> Pastor saying ain't so. But I have found that on my best day or on my worst day, if I'll start trudging towards the source. In fact, in fact, hear me. Brother Ross, I have found my most needed time to pray, my most needed time to worship is when I don't feel like it at all. And if I will begin to work towards the amen, if I'll begin to work towards the source, I'll find my lukewarm begin to churn up and begin to be active. I can't do it on my own and you can't either. But with God. Here's what I need. I need about 100 people that are saying, I want my family to be on fire for God. I need you to run down in the front and just join me for a minute. You just, just say, my fa- I just need our marriage and our family to be on fire. Come on, there's a, there's a little ism for you. To be on fire for God. To be on fire for God. On fire for God. Somebody testify. What do you think I even mean when I say on fire for God? Be on fire. Come on, we've heard it, Brother John. Ain't we heard it all our life? Be on fire for God. We got to eliminate the games. Happy one day, mad one day, up and down. Listen, we may be that way with one another. We may even be that way in our families at times, and we got to balance that out, but we can't take it out on God. We, we got we to lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. We've got to look unto him. We've got to get, we, we have got to. And, and, and here's the issue. Here's the issue. If, 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 if Laodicea falls, then we've got this place where we look strong while we worship Caesar. You know one of the things they were famous for? They sold ISAV there too. It's amazing that Christ used, used those words. When he talks about their eyes, study the history of it. It's, just, it's amazing. People think they've come up with stuff. Listen, there is no gift. There is no prosperous thing we have that we have developed on our own. If we have anything, it is by the goodness and the mercy of God. If you believe that, somebody say amen. amen. Now here's where we go. I'm going to do a little call and response. One of my favorite trips in all my life was when I got to go to uh, Africa and, and I was preaching a crusade in Africa and the first night we walked in and I had never experienced callback singing. I came back and I told my wife I was just so moved by it. One person would begin to sing and then the whole congregation would come. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard but it was like the join of an amen with the, the congregation everybody in unison and the parts it was just it was more than melody it was it was just absolute beauty so I'm, I'm going to call in response just a little bit if you believe what I say I want you to say amen the Lord is good amen. his mercy endures forever amen. he is worthy of my praise amen. there is none beside him there is none like him. Amen. He is God and I am not. Amen. And he is worthy of my very best. Amen. 
My family will live for God. We will stand for righteousness. We will not be lukewarm. Now watch. When you do that, here's what I believe according to Scripture. I think heaven goes, hmm? He's warring in the spirit right now. I need some mature Christian. Come on, join that right now in war. That's war in the spirit. That's war in the spirits, what that is. Ha! Come on, that's war in the spirit. Ha! 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 Ha!